Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Tara Saraban, and you're listening to World's Dumbest Criminals, an upbeat podcast about deadbeat crims. If you're keen to hear about the most ridiculous, bizarre, and downright stupid crimes and criminals in the world ever, you've come to the right place. In today's episode, I'll be talking about an Aussie serial dine and dasher who conned restaurants out of thousands of dollars and went on to leave scathing reviews about them online for calling her out about it, as well as the Chinatown cowboy of San Francisco who stepped in to stop a hate crime, and much more. Alrighty, let's get cracking. In April 2018, a restaurant in Perth named Elmer's in the Valley shared photos to their Facebook page of a couple who had eaten there and scampered off without paying the bill. The post read, Be aware. This couple came in on Saturday the 7th of April to sample some of our food and drinks and forgot to pay their $250 bill. We are sure it just slipped their mind and was an oversight on their part. When they are ready to settle their bill, we will have the receipt waiting. We would love for the bill to be paid before the matter is taken to the police. Anyone who knows this couple and has any further information, please call the venue. It would be greatly appreciated. Elmer's general manager, Stefan Hoa, spoke to the Western Australian about the Dine and Dash couple's modus operandi. He said during the meal, they went outside several times to smoke cigarettes. When the dessert they ordered arrived, they went outside again for what the staff probably presumed was more cigarettes. Stefan said, they didn't eat their dessert, they just went outside again, but this time they took their belongings and they never came back. I'm disgusted. It's just not fair. You receive the service, you receive the product, you pay for it the staff still need to be paid. A receipt from Elmer's revealed the couple ordered a $48 bottle of wine, four $18 cocktails, an antipasto platter, soup, fish, pasta, and the dessert that they didn't eat. Elmer's post went viral and led to other Perth restaurants and businesses recognising the blonde woman in the picture as Lois Loader. With a surname like Loader, the freeloader jokes just write themselves, don't they? Over a dozen restaurants spoke out to say that they'd also been victims of her diabolical dine-and-dash routine. Tony Evans, the owner of restaurant Three Sheets, said Lois and her boyfriend-slash-partner-in-crime had targeted his establishment not once, but two times. Thoroughly pissed off by the gall of it all, he told Perth Now, I made it my mission to get them caught. 
So as soon as I saw Elmars had got done, I got in touch with them and said it was the same MO. They've been ringing up, leaving abusive messages at Elmars in the Valley, abusive messages on the answering machine, which the police have got. I know that for a fact. She's abusing the staff and saying, Oh, I meant to pay, I meant to pay. So she's trying to dig herself out of a massive hole, which she can't. When the establishments she ripped off posted pictures of her online reminding her that she had neglected to pay her bill, Lois threatened them by saying she'd destroy their reputations on social media if they didn't take down their posts. Terraza Cafe fell victim to Lois and her special manned friends grift when they filled their greedy gobs with $200 worth of food and drinks and left without paying. After the cafe posted pictures of them online calling them out on their Facebook page, Lois used one of her many aliases to trash them online. Using her account under the name of Lois Lynn, she gave them a one-star review and wrote, Awful. Really bad. Wouldn't go there unless you like pubic hair in your butter. Now, a review like that one is obviously a hack job. People who are genuinely upset about things don't write reviews that flippant. That is a shit-stirrer review if ever I saw one. And I don't mean to brag, but I've seen plenty. Lois had another lame attempt at blackmailing another restaurant she targeted, which didn't wish to be named. She sent them a message saying, I strongly suggest you remove the posts from the website or I will give you that many bad reviews, it will make your head spin. I will inbox you my visa details and as soon as your childish rubbish is removed, I will go on every site and say, Terrible things about your overprices for basic watered-down drinks. I'm sure they were quaking in their boots after that, Lois. Absolutely quaking. How's that for bad form, though? Rip people off and then try to blackmail them and call them childish when they retaliate. What a piece of work she is. One star. Worse than pubic hair in your butter. Do not recommend. Speaking of bad form, would you like to hear about Lois's boyfriend? I bet you're wondering what kind of Prince Charming would be up for ripping off dozens of restaurants with our Dine and Dash diva. Would he be bachelor number one, a caring philanthropist who has devoted his life to raising money to help those less fortunate? Or bachelor number two, a doctor who spends most of the year in poor African villages curing children of blindness, or bachelor number three, a car thief who also kidnaps dogs and holds them for ransom. In January 2017, Lois's honey bun fun and a mate dognapped a chihuahua named Harvey from a Mount Lawley home as well as stealing a phone and a car. They then demanded a $3,000 ransom for the safe return of poor Harvey, sending texts to the owner saying, Give us what we agree on as our reward. You're mutt angry. Don't forget I got your address. Bring the cash but no authorities. Harvey's owner knew better than to negotiate with dog-napping assholes and contacted the police who conducted a sting to catch the bastards. 
Lois's love of fun was the one who came to pick up the reward but got his ass arrested instead. He then got in touch with Lois and had her drop Harvey off at a local vet. Thankfully, Harvey was unharmed and happily reunited with his owner. In 2019, Fun was jailed for 13 months, but not before he helped Lois become the demon restaurant owners and waiters see when they get sleep paralysis. And surely Lois had heard the old saying, if you lie down with dog nappers, you get herpes. General Manager of the Royal, Anoop Nair, said Lois and Fun had come and gorged to their heart's content at the restaurant and then ran off with their tails between their legs, leaving behind a bill of $240. He told the West Australian, It's definitely the same couple. They seemed fine. They were talking to staff normally and then the male got up to go to the toilet. She did the same a minute after and they never returned. The restaurant received a bizarre and sweary call from a woman, most likely Lois, after news reports circulated that it had been the victim of the dog-napping Dine and Dashes. She said she'd seen herself on TV and their venue had claimed that she'd been doing runners. Then she cussed him out. I mean, how dare anyone call her out for ripping them off? The most expensive restaurant bill the pair tried to slime their way out of was for $763 at fancy Perth restaurant Zaffirano. Jeez, their waiter must have been really pissed off and wished they'd taken the opportunity to piss in their crab bisque. But Lois didn't just limit herself to free food and drinks. Oh, hell no. Her entitlement knows no bounds and neither does her history of ripping off unsuspecting businesses. She had a scam she pulled on numerous hotels where she'd use stolen credit cards to make her bookings. She'd charge expensive meals to her room and, if asked for identification, would claim that she'd left her ID in the car and would bring it to them later. Lloyd McCauley of the West Perth Hotel told Perth Now, She'd say her ID was out in the car. Can she just go up to her room and she'll bring it the next time she goes past the desk? The hotel gets busy, and before you know it, she's been in your hotel for days. The owner of the Ocean View Motel in North Beach said Lois booked a room for three nights using a false credit card. He stated, She stayed two nights, and on the third day, about 3pm, she was leaving the premises, and she hit my wife's car. She quickly said to my wife, Oh, I have to go pick up the kids, I'll be back shortly. My wife believed her because it was that time of day and she had another night booked. She never came back. Lois also spent five hours getting hair extensions and a dye job to the tune of $1,180, then tried to pay the bill with a stolen credit card. When the card was declined, she said she'd go get the money and come back, but she never did. As you astute listeners have probably guessed, Lois has been scamming people for a very long time. In 2013, she was jailed for more than two years after she pleaded guilty to forgery, fraud and using stolen credit cards under false names. Taking a plea deal meant state prosecutors dropped 58 of the charges against her. 58! That's huge! So she's been jailed for this sort of thing before, but it didn't deter her at all. 
In these cases of fraud, Lois had gone through letterboxes and found mail containing bank cards, then come back a few days later to collect the letters that had the PIN numbers in them. Nice loitering round the letterbox, Lois. These offences breached an intensive supervision order and suspended term of imprisonment she'd been put on for even earlier offences. In September 2018, 44-year-old Lois was taken into custody again after getting caught out doing her devious dine-and-dash routine at the Gordon Street Garage Cafe in West Perth. Ironically, it may have been her smallest scam ever, as the bill only came to $22.50. The cafe's manager, Callum Jennings, told media, Oh, we had a quick chat when she came in before ordering a croissant from me and a mojito. She was only there for a couple of minutes before a colleague of mine noticed she was scurrying away outside a different exit. I then waited until I was pretty sure she was making a run for it and followed her outside, pulled her up and said, you'll need to come back and pay for your bill. And then she tried to convince me that she left some money on the table, but I didn't believe her. I said, come inside and I'll give you the change, just to try and get her inside because I understood what she was doing. In February 2019, around 10 months after her arrest, Lois pleaded guilty to 82 offences, including gaining a benefit by fraud, possessing unlawfully obtained property and stealing. She also admitted to holding credit cards that were not in her name. Her defence lawyer said the motive for all the offences was his client's drug problem, saying at the time of the offences, Lois had a significant daily addiction to methamphetamine as well as alcohol. How does eating fancy food at upscale restaurants or staying in swanky hotels help you pay for your drug addiction? The resale value on the lobster you ate is nothing. You can't go putting that on eBay. Lois was sentenced to two years in prison with a parole period of 12 months. In August 2019, her dog-napping honey bun fun was sentenced to nine months for his part in the Dine and Dash scams. This will be served concurrently with his existing term for dog-napping, so it won't actually affect his parole eligibility date at all. From what I can gather, Lois is still in the pokey but I'm curious to see what she gets up to when she's released. Can prison inmates give podcasts scathing one-star reviews from inside? I guess I'll find out soon enough. I hate this podcast. It's terrible. It's full of pubes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now it's time for Legend of the Week. After talking about dumb criminals all episode, I'd like to highlight a hero, two-legged or otherwise, who went out of their way to help stop a crime. 
Research released in April by the Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism found that attacks against Asian Americans had increased 169% in the past year. I found in my research that a lot of the people targeted are elderly and defenseless, which just makes these attacks even more unimaginably baseless and chicken shit cowardly. San Francisco police have stepped up their presence in Chinatown in light of the increase in attacks, but unfortunately it hasn't stamped them out altogether. In August this year, 24-year-old cowboy hat-wearing legend Darren Stolkup saw an elderly Asian man being attacked and did something about it. Darren, who refers to himself as a cowboy living in Chinatown, said that he heard people screaming and ran out of his apartment to see what was going on. He told NBC Bay Area, I see a very young guy beating up a very old man in the middle of the street and a bunch of people watching. Darren stated that the attacker initially ran away as witnesses tried to assist the injured victim, but he soon returned. Darren recalled, Before I could even pull out my phone, the guy came back around a second time, this time in a full sprint with the craziest look in his eye. I remember screaming at him during the fight. While I was bear-hugging him, I was yelling at him. I was telling him that the old man he was attacking was actually his brother and that love was the answer. Darren said the man didn't respond and he held on to him until police arrived and arrested him for assault. Darren and the victim only had a chance to speak briefly and the victim thanked him for his help. As for people lauding him as a hero, our humble, peace-loving cowboy friend said, I was just doing what any good man would do and hopefully if any of you saw somebody attacking an elderly person, you might try to do something to stop them too. He made a point of noting that Good Samaritans need to be careful before getting involved in a physical altercation and recommended that they call police first if they can. He also said there were other ways onlookers could help to defuse assaults, such as shouting to make your presence known or recording the incident on a mobile phone. Ah, the world could really do with more caring cowboys like our friend Darren. To finish up, I have a few punchline crimes for you. These are cases with hardly any information available, and they sound more like jokes than something that actually happened. My mate Des used to be a cop in Bournemouth in the United Kingdom. He sent me a punchline crime he experienced firsthand. In 1998, he stopped a guy for drunk driving. He offered the man a chance to blow into the breathalyzer to prove whether he was over or under the limit, but he refused to do this under medical grounds as he said he had asthma. So Des called the local doctor who came in to take a blood sample. Well, the fellow refused this option too because allegedly he was afraid of needles. So instead, in front of the doctor, he had to provide three urine samples, one every 20 minutes over an hour period. The guy agreed and provided the first sample no problem. As the doctor was sealing the container and writing out the label to stick on it, the drunk driver decided to swipe the container of his urine and drink it. Clearly this was against the rules, so he was charged for failure to provide a sample, which carries an automatic two-year driving ban and up to £500 fine. 
Des said they also charged the man with taking the piss. <laughs> On December 14th, 2005, Robert Boyd disguised himself in a blonde Harpo Marx wig, beanie and glasses and allegedly threatened staff with a knife before stealing two sets of bras, underwear, suspender belts and stockings from a shop in Belfast Island. After he was arrested, he denied taking part in the robbery and claimed that the incident occurred because he was playing a role-playing game named Shadowrun. It was set in the future where he was a magical, and I assume underwear-stealing, elf named Beho, and he couldn't tell the difference between fantasy and reality. According to the BBC, prosecutors claimed that he knew perfectly well what he was doing on the day of the robbery and was using this memory loss scenario to avoid answering very difficult questions. In court, Robert told the jury he could not remember the incident but it could be right that it was Beho, the magical elf, who had actually robbed the shop. The jury didn't buy that. In 2016, officers at the Granite Shoals Police Department in Texas were trying to catch out drug users by posting a fake Facebook story about a spate of Ebola-tainted meth. The post said... If you have recently purchased meth or heroin in Central Texas, please take it to the local police or sheriff's department so it can be screened with a special device. Do not use it until it has been properly checked for possible Ebola contamination. A 29-year-old woman named Chastity Hobson, who had in fact recently purchased meth, responded to the post. The police happily took her meth off her hands and charged her with possession of less than one gram of a controlled substance. But hey, she didn't get Ebola, so I reckon that's a bit of a win. This brings me to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you want to stay up to date with all future episodes. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. I'd like to thank a couple of people who did that this week. So thank you to Dumb Mark from the USA and Diggus Bickus is Not Funny, also from the USA. Look, their names make me sound like I'm insulting them, but I assure you they are actually their usernames. If you want more dumb criminals in your life, you could join our World's Dumbest Criminals podcast Facebook group or follow us on Twitter at WDCriminalsPod and Instagram at World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast. If you'd like to support the show and get access to ad-free episodes, monthly bonus episodes, and a variety of merchandise, head on over to patreon.com forward slash World's Dumbest Criminals. A big thank you to Christina Tobar for becoming a patron this week. Thank you so much, Christina. Till next week, look after yourselves, stay out of trouble, and whatever you do, don't commit a crime that makes you end up on this podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.